Hey there, this is Harriet, and if you hear some noise in the background, it's the grass cutters. I'm over here. I just had me a little salad, and I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I wanted to go ahead and record this podcast before I forgot about it. I wanted to talk to you ladies who may be dealing with a situation where uh, people are being very insulting to you by expecting you to return to the way that you were in regards to interactions with them without acknowledging their poor, cruel, and disrespectful behavior towards you. Okay, so some of you right now, you may be dealing with a situation where you've had somebody put you through the ringer. You know, you've been through a lot of uh, emotional distress and some time has passed and and those people may try to uh, put pressure on other people in your life to coerce you into getting back to normal their version of normal because there is no normalcy after abuse of any kind and what I want to encourage you ladies to do number one You cannot base your healing from what you've been through on whether or not the abusers come back and apologize or even acknowledge what they have done. You see, there are some people, including so-called church folks, that will avoid accountability by not acknowledging the impact their behavior has on other people. And it's something that's very prevalent within the black community. We we always like to use shaming phrases like, you know, um, kill them with kindness. We like to use shaming phrases like be the bigger person. And, 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 and all of that stuff is put in place. Don't talk about it. Stop bringing it up. All of that stuff is put in place so that you can go back for more. And this is what I want to say to you. Do not allow anybody to marginalize the impact of how something has affected you because it happens to you. And you have the right to choose how you want to deal with it or not. You have the right to choose whether or not you want to subject yourself to coming in contact with that person ever again. And, you know, I know that it's not popular because some folks, they don't have any boundaries. People without boundaries that that's accustomed to being abused, that like to show up, that just like to congregate with with crazy. It likes to be a part of crazy for whatever reason, blood relation, whatever the case is, let them do it. But you don't have to subject yourself to going into that stuff or be coerced into it when you know that it's toxic. And so, ladies, if you want to grow in your life, if you want to uh, open the gates to positivity and keep them open, you've got to be selective about who you allow in and who you keep out. You hold the key to your heart. You get to decide the characters that you want in your story. And and I don't know any other way to put it, but I know that there's a lot of pressure all the time. Some of you have had uh, 
uh, jobs where the supervisors have treated you poorly and you come home and you talk about it and you may have a husband that say, I don't want to hear about it because they don't really care about how it's affecting you. They don't. And then you're upset because you're staying there because you, 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 you care more about what your spouse think about the situation than you getting out of it and protecting yourself and finding a better career opportunity for yourself. Some of you are subjecting yourself to being abused and mistreated by your husband's family. Because your husband is telling you, well, you got to forgive. You know what? You can forgive them according to your framework for forgiveness. But biblically, I don't have to continue to interact with these people after they have shown me who they are. Because the Bible clearly states that we're not supposed to cast pearls to swine and we're to flee from the mere appearance of evil. And if you know that being around your husband's family takes you to a dark place, hurts you, make you feel poorly inside because of what they are, who they are, how they behave and their lack of accountability. Why in the heck do you need somebody else to tell you what to do about it? Why do you need your spouse to approve of you not being a part of the family dinner? Why do you need your spouse to be okay with you? I don't know, going into your bedroom and locking the door because you don't want to see him, but you're not going to stop him from seeing his family. Why do you need your spouse to tell you that, hey, they did you wrong, so it's okay for you not to go and be a part of that because I know how they are toward us or toward you, whatever the case is. You've got to be your own advocate. You've got to speak up for yourself. You've got to take care of you because there is no guarantee that somebody else is going to do that for you. Don't worry about if your spouse see it or not. Most of the time, they know what kind of family they have. You don't have to talk bad about them. You don't have to because they know what they have. Trust me. They know. And if that spouse is connected to Jesus Christ at all, he's going to see what's going on. He may not say anything, but he's definitely going to make sure that he doesn't continue to put you in the line of fire or turn you into a brake pad. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes men know what kind of families they have. And, you know, it's nothing personal against you, ladies. If you're married to a male that has a great career, you're a professional woman, you're educated, you're a beautiful woman, you're kind hearted, you're loving and you and you just have a good nature about you. If you marry a man that has a little something. Whether it was you or somebody else, they wouldn't they wouldn't like that other person either. And let me tell you why, because of the position that you're in. There are some families that's really that toxic and messed up. See, as long as the man can get with a hooker or somebody off the street that's not trying to do anything, they'll celebrate that because that person makes them feel good about themselves and their relationship. But if that man goes out and gets somebody that's about something, that loves God, that's trying to live right, that doesn't sleep around with Tom, Dick and Harry, they have an issue with that. Because of some deep-rooted mess that's going on inside of them. So you can't justify that. You can't make sense of crazy. You can't make sense of confused. You can't make sense of ungodliness. And see, a lot of people are religious, but they're ungodly. Huh. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you've experienced it. And a lot of times, we don't want to say anything. We just want to, you know, just be quiet. No. We don't want to cause problems. No, sometimes you have to speak up, ladies. Because if you don't, 
people will use your silence as an excuse to continue to beat you on down into the ground. I've learned that from experience. So don't allow people to bully you or dominate you, make you feel bad. The truth is, I have a very, this is one thing I know for sure about me. I have a very loving heart. And I, and I know I got it from my, um, my mom and my great-grandmother. They were very loving women. And when I love, I love wholeheartedly. But when I am betrayed, deceived, abused, and mistreated, I don't go back. There is no, let's talk about it. There is no, let's fix it. There is no, I have to forgive because that's a commandment that God requires of me. And forgiveness is also for me as well and my healing. But I will never put myself back in a vulnerable position with the same people again. I don't care who they are. It doesn't matter who they are. Because the consequences of putting yourself in a position where you you get to a, a place of darkness, sometimes there are many people that don't come back from that. And when I say a place of dark and darkness, some of you right now are on the verge of a mental and emotional breakdown because you don't know how to get away from people because the devil will keep his fangs in you and he'll keep hitting at you. He'll use Facebook. He'll use Instagram. He'll use whatever social media he can use to get to the person that's connected to you so that he can still have some type of effect on you. And let me tell you something. The blood of Jesus is much more powerful. And and the best protection that you have is in Christ because the Lord will give you peace. The Lord will protect you. He will keep you and cover you from all of this, this stuff that's going on because there's some monstrous tribes of families out here, ladies. For those of you who are married, for those of you who have great in-laws and, and great family relationships, there's nothing like it. It's such a blessing. But for the few of you who deal with cruelty, unkindness, and hatefulness because you made a choice to love your husband. Pray for those people so that your heart does not remain hard and turn into hate. I know what I'm talking about because I, I, I've experienced it and I've lived it. And that's why I talk about it because some of you don't have anybody you can talk to about it. Some of you may have talked people out about the situation. And some of you may feel trapped, but you're not trapped. Don't let the devil, and don't allow your, your uh, abusers to try to convince you that you're the person with the problem because you won't tolerate their mess anymore. You know, when you have love in your heart and giftedness, it is a blessing for people to have you in their lives. And sometimes people don't realize how much of a blessing it is to have you in their lives until God removes you from it. And that can include opening your eyes to what and who they really are, because that's what happened to me. God had to open my eyes because I just would not believe and did not want to believe that my in-laws hated me. It has taken me a long time to come to terms with they hated me. 
Because I always believe that people who love God could also love me. But I discovered that our brokenness and generational curses and all kind of stuff that exists in bloodlines can infect the people who marry into those type of families. That's why it's important, ladies, that we stay connected to God so that the stuff out here in the world can't contaminate our spirit and our souls. You know, once I realized the power of God, the power of having that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, I started to feel compassion for my enemies. And I, and I had to ask God to give me the strength and the courage to, 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 to opt out of hate, to opt out of tit for tat, to opt out of vengeance and want to see somebody get what they've done to me. You know, so that's a very, it's hard not to want your enemies to suffer for what they did to you or do to you. But when you're able to do that, that's a level of of growth and and and, it, and you can't operate in the spirit of God when you're wanting something bad to happen to somebody else just because they did something to you and it and you know what it's a lot easier said than done because I know exactly how Madea feels when Madea would say sometimes you want people to get got then trust me I think there are so many stages to uh, to hurt and grief. And, and we're not even going to talk about the grief that you experience when you recognize that a person is not who they really appear to be. You see, some of my in-laws were in the, they are in the church. They are pastors, Sunday school teachers. They have families of their own. In fact, some of them even have children who are starting to go out and date and marry and different and create families of their own. And I couldn't understand, and I still don't understand to this day, how they could possibly sleep at night knowing that they were trying to work against me and my husband. Most importantly, actually, above all, it was directed toward me. The hate was directed toward me. The, the seething, the poisonous, the viperous hate and y'all, I have to say that it is the most excruciating, painful experience. And I never really told anybody, uh, any of my relatives much about it because I was too ashamed. I was too ashamed because I felt like there was something wrong with me for these people to hate me. And then I discovered that there were narratives and lies crafted by those who were emotionally disturbed. And there were people who knew God and know God. Okay. But they did not stand up for righteousness. And, and ladies, if you've got somebody in your family that's causing division, somebody in your family that's coming and talking about another family member, that's coming in and talking about somebody's husband, talking about somebody's child, talking about somebody's wife, that is nothing more than demonic activity because that is not a spirit of God and holiness. Yes, people have problems. Yes, people have issues, but don't become an enabler because you're a coward. Because that's the only way a lot of this stuff 
is going to break. A lot of these curses and all of this mess is going to stop in these families. And that's why I'm so outspoken about it. Because my prayer is that any of you who may be dealing with this, that you will see in, in, in my story, in my testimony, in my experience, that if God can deliver some some poor girl out of Mississippi from from the hands of her enemies, that he can do the same for you. I'm no more than you. God loves us all. And you know what I had to really learn? That even though the pain was great at the hands of my sister-in-laws, and it was others, but it wasn't all of them. Let me be clear about that. It wasn't all of them. In fact, it was the oldest ones. The younger ones didn't cause me any grief at all. But I wanted to say to you that in spite of all of that, I had to learn and accept that even though they were trying to ruin me, because I don't know any other way to describe it, I still had to learn how to love them. Because God created them too. And I had to learn how to love them. And it's a process for me. And I talk about this because I know, I see, I get the emails, I get the messages from y'all. And I know that some of you are hurting. And I know that you feel like you've been going through it a long time. Heck, I went through it for 10 years. I went through it for 10 years. And there's layers to the lies. So you can't tell me, you know, hey, the devil can't do this. And the whole time I was entertaining the evil. I was buying Christmas gifts for the evil ones who were doing things against me. I don't know any other way to describe it, but to say that it was pure wickedness. And when my relatives back home in Mississippi, when you listen to this podcast, I want you to know that if God can deliver me when I was traveling all over the world from the hands of my enemies, that no matter what you may be going through, whatever Jericho you have in your life, that God will be with you too. And you know what? I want to thank all of my relatives back home in Mississippi and people all over the world who were praying for me, who didn't even know what I was going through during those years of purgatory. But to God be the glory. He was with me. He carried me when I couldn't even make it. You will make it. And you can survive. God bless you.